That's a big fish. Buff salt, baby. Buff salt. <laughs> Good job. What a nice. Take rock. Look, there's a big one. Nice job, Taylor. Get him, Smitty. Double up, baby. Hey. <laughs> nice shot, man. There we go. We got two of them, though. He's a good gator. He's a monster. That's a good gator. <laughs> wow. Love gold Come here. Time for a free boat ride in the AMS boat. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz presented by AMS Bowfishing and Mega Mouth Bowfishing sponsoring as well. That's right, my name is Matthew and I'm here with my good buddy, D. Schmidt. Yes sir. Wow. That's all I can say, Derek. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow, we just had one heck of a bow fishing road trip here. We did. I was, it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. But I was glad to get back. Yeah. I was yep. glad to get back home I was home ready here. to be back home in Wisconsin. Yep, absolutely. And I think another thing, too, we were talking about this when we were down there, Matt. Um, we missed, for the first time this year, we missed our two-week podcast schedule but i think the listeners and viewers would forgive us because right i'm not sure if we were supposed to do it last week tuesday or the tuesday before that last i think week, i think tuesday. last week tuesday mm -hmm. so we were either in we were in tennessee or missouri, missouri. trying to shoot fish yep. at that point so it's not like we just um you know didn't didn't do it we were we were out on the water doing all kinds of fun stuff so that's that's the reason you guys missed that uh the two-week deal there right. but we're back back in the studio now Absolutely. Good to be back. Got a lot of stuff that we have to go through. Oh, yeah. Just a ton of footage, a ton of pictures. Um, and that was one of the reasons that we were on this trip, Derek, mm -hmm. you know, is for photo days and stuff like that there. Um, we actually met up with our our filming uh, group there, the Red Shutter Media. Yep. They're out of Arkansas, and they met us up in Kentucky. And we did a bunch of photo days out there. And the reason that we're doing that is for the 2023 catalog. Yep. 2023 catalog and i think i got written down here um we left matt on tuesday april 26th yes is when we left yes could that be right it's gonna no. be it's gotta be the it. we left tuesday on, before that even we left april 19th 19th tuesday the 19th maybe the 26th that's when we were supposed to do our yep. podcast yeah so we left april 19th i was gonna say that's not that's not long enough ago we were gone longer than that right. <laughs> april 19th through may 1st yep yep and i know may 1st because we had to get back. I had to be back for my daughter's 18th birthday because I missed a lot of her birthdays in the past from road trips and bow fishing stuff going on and events. Um, so we actually drove right straight through the whole night once mm -hmm. we left the Bass Pro U.S. Open where we had the booth set up there. We drove yep. straight through the night. We left at 7, probably around 7 o'clock at night. Say, yeah. And we got back home. I got back home at, uh, I dropped you off right around 6 a.m. Then I got home around 20 after 6. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And just for a kind of a little bit of a rough outline here, so that the uh, listeners can follow along a little bit easier, we started on our road trip. We drove down to Kentucky, met up with the Red Shutter guys, Blaine and Rob. Always good to see those guys. They do yep. some fantastic work for us. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into what we did in each day a little bit more. But basically, from Kentucky, we went to Tennessee. Tennessee, we went to Missouri. 
Um, stayed down there for a couple days, had a booth at the U.S. Open, and then came back to Wisconsin, and right. that was kind of that all lapsed over a, a two-week span there. So should we should we dive right in, Matt, to what we were trying to do? Sure, What absolutely. we did in Kentucky? And don't forget, if you want to, you can also check out these, this YouTube video for this podcast here. I'm going to be putting in a bunch of video clips from our trip there, some of the fish that we shot, some yep. of our experiences, some of the laughs also, oh, some of the video boy. laughs in there, Derek. Oh, so what, what do you think all. about that, Derek? <laughs> I hope not all the video laughs make it in there. Maybe a couple would be okay, but all of them, I'm going to be embarrassed if Cause, all Because, yeah, we got we got Dad running in his magic shoes. Oh, yeah. They they took me a long ways. Um, and Mama just, always said, these are my magic shoes. They'll they take, me take me anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> and just, like, a lot of times people think that these trips are, oh, we're just going to go shoot fish. No, it's... oh. There's, there's always a camera rolling. We're always, we always got our, our brains work and what can we do next? What can we make for content? Right. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's very enjoyable to do, but we've also got carbon TV now that we're a part of. So we're thinking about what we can film for, mm-hmm. for carbon TV, um, catalog pictures. Like you said, we knocked off so many catalog yeah. pictures and it takes, you know, sometimes we'll spend three hours doing one set of photo sessions. Yep. You know, so get the right lighting, the right angle, the right. Uh, yeah. So all the product is in focus and view. It, yep. it's it's a little. It's it's just harder than I think. I used to think. Oh man, that's that's really must be really fun to just go on a two week road trip and do that stuff. It's work, man. It is. It's, it's work. work. Yep. It's fun work, but man, it's mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. It's work. Yep. And you're away from your family and your friends and stuff for a long period of time too. But, but I love it. Been doing it now for 15 years. Yep. I love it. Yep. Absolutely love it. So um. Kentucky was a high and a low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We really went to Kentucky to try to hit the buff spawn. Yep. Okay. And um, it, this is very hard to do when you're 10, 11 hours away from a certain destination. Right. right. I know I was constantly looking at the water levels of the lakes down there. First, they were extremely low. Nothing was happening. There was actually no water back in a lot of those bays at that time. You know, I started looking at the first of April and stuff like that. There was no water in there. And all of a sudden, you get a couple of rain showers and stuff like that, and you look at the the, the graphs there, and all of a sudden, it's two foot above summer pool. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? And um, things happened fast. Yeah. So once I saw those water levels up, got a hold of Red Shutter, we we geared up, we loaded up, and we headed down there. And um, yeah, and we Dennis just, Redden was giving us little yeah, pointers Dennis on what was, what was all going on down there because we were supposed to leave actually. What probably a week or two earlier was the original plan when we were first week go of down April. There. Yeah, yeah, yep. So mm-hmm. that got pushed off. And if we would have left the first week of April, there would have been no water back in those bays. Right, right. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So it, so we didn't hit the buff spawn at all. We actually went back in there, and the water was dropping you know, six, seven inches a day. Oh, it's crazy. When that happens, a lot of those fish feel that pull. They pull out back to the deeper water. Yeah. Um, So dropping water is not a good thing when it comes to bow fishing, looking for those fish that are back in those flooded little sloughs and Mm -hmm. bays that are back in there. In fact, you remember the first time we went back into that bay, the water temperatures were 57 degrees. It was pretty cold. And... A lot of the yellow tops were underwater, mm-hmm. which is not a terrible thing, right? No, I mean that's kind of what we thing. were looking for, right? But then two days later, 
we go right back to the same spot, those yellow tops were a foot and a half out of water. Mm-hmm. You know, just crazy and stuff. And that, that water temp went through the roof in it two went, days. I think we, we had we had what sixty five degrees. By the time we left, it was up into the seven. It was just around seventy degrees. That's crazy. And still, no, not zero spawning action at all. Yeah, there were some dink short nosed gar swimming around and stuff like that there. But um, we shot a small, our largemouth buff that one night, which yep. was odd. That's I think that's the first largemouth buff I've ever shot in Kentucky. I remember you when you shot it. You're like, it's a big mouth. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yep, yep, for sure. So technically, we were down there, Matt, during the the time frame of as far as water temperature goes, we should have been down there. We should have gotten there right before the water temp got right. Then we were there. Well, it was right. And then it got a little warm and we still just, no, I know. I don't know how to, I don't know what, I don't know. And it was so funny because we were being pulled from different directions. Some people were saying, Oh, the buff spawn didn't happen yet. Some were saying, no man, the buff spawn is done. They just spawned in deep water this year. So we were being pulled by, do we leave? Do we stay? What do we do? What do we do? You know, by was, two people who know the waters better than anyone down there, we were right. getting polar opposite opinions on on the, yeah. what the spawn was doing. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. But nonetheless, we didn't get the bus spawn. But I tell you what, Derek, I had a blast bank shooting there below the dams. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That was and was, was getting cool. some of those big heads. Yep, that's the first time Matt I've ever shot from the bank down there. I shot from the bank down there, but never really did really good on big heads, mm-hmm. silvers, you know, and stuff like that. But never on big heads. That first day, Derek, when you and I went down there below the dam, and I was you you were walking down the rocks before oh, I was. Yeah. And I was like thirty yards behind you, twenty yards behind you, and you were walking down and you didn't even get to the water and I looked down and you were drawing already and you shot. <laughs> I was I, that was one of the furthest bow fishing shots I've ever taken in my I I walked over that rock ledge and I looked down there and I was like, What? What? <laughs> Why are we not here every day? This is crazy. <laughs> and you smoked that that uh, grassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was pretty cool. But I'm telling you, Derek, the thing that really made that part so fun were the people standing behind me <laughs> watching what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we were a couple. We shot some. So we, we each got down there, and we were shooting some silvers yep. and big heads and whatnot. And um, I think you turned and looked to me. And you, you, I think you, you turned it like and you said, we've got an audience. Yeah. <laughs> we've got an audience. And I'm, you know, you kind of get in that zone, especially down there. You had to be quick on the draw yeah. on yeah. these fish. You're kind of. The current you know, was so fast that those yeah. fish disappeared so quick. They get boiled up by those boils from the generators running. And then you got to, mm-hmm. you got to be ready if a, if a fish pops up. And I remember you said that to me. You said, we got, we got an audience. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what is he talking about? And I, so I look back up there and holy cow, there was all kinds of people sitting up there watching us. Yeah. Yep. And then we had an audience come right down on top of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the coolest things because you're not supposed to take pictures because they're Amish. Yeah, a okay. bunch of um, uh, like an Amish, an Amish dad and was there four boys? Four boys. There was two, young, two younger boys and then two older yep. teenage boys. Yep. And I tell you what, everybody, that was so cool because as they're standing behind kind of watching, I shot a silver, all right? And I brought it up onto the rocks there, and I said, do you want it? And they didn't want to really speak to me yeah. at first. Yep. They were, like, just shrugging their shoulders and kind of looking around at their dad, like, what should we do or what? And finally, one shook his head. Okay, so I took it up there, and I set it down on the rocks by him. And a little while later, um, I shot a couple more silvers, and I set them up there in a the little pile of fish. 
And they're just standing there watching me. In fact, the father grabs some line because there's line laying all over down there from bank yep. fishermen. Snags and whatnot. And he, he, he grabbed a long stick, tied that line to the stick, and it, he found a hook somewhere yep. down there in the rocks. He found a hook, and he was throwing that hook. And I don't know what he had it baited with. I don't know if he found the dead I, fish there. Or I something. saw that he had on like a, a white twister tail. Oh, maybe he found a twister tail, yep, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff laying down in there in those rocks. And he was throwing it out there trying to catch fish. Well, the boys were over by me watching me. Yeah, the dad wasn't catching anything, so the boys just no. migrated over to where the action was. Right. So I remember I had like three silvers up by their feet there. And all of a sudden, here comes a big head up along the bank and, and he smoked them, you know. And I carried it up there and I said, you want this one right here? This is a lot bigger. And, and uh, they're like, finally they were like, well, is it, are they good? And I'm like, man, you bet these things are good. They're great deep fried. I mean, they're awesome. You got to clean out a little bit. You got to remove some of the bones. Mm -hmm. But, man, these things are really good to eat. So they're like, yeah, okay, we'll take it. And and I know I have a hard accent because mm -hmm. we heard it a lot when we were down oh, there. Oh, God, it's crazy. But their accent was really chopped and broken. Right. You know? And they're like, yeah, we'll take that. So these little boys are carrying these silvers and bigas all the way up those rocks. Yeah. And pretty soon the dad came come down by us, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, all right. I'm thinking to myself, next fish I shoot, I'm going to tell this little boy right here to pull it in. Bring it in, yeah. Pretty soon, yep, here comes another big head. We smoke him. I said, here, I said, pull him in like that right there. So I gave him the line, and he's this little boy is down there, and he's fighting that in that current there, and he's pulling that fish in, you know, and it was a nice big old big head. And uh, we took it off, and he grabbed it around the gills, and all hit the rocks he goes with that. Yep, down right he comes again down. and this whole time Derek was down for me and I took up my phone and I text Derek I says Derek take some pictures <clears throat> you know I want, I'd like to get some of these pictures so he took a couple of pictures of them he took some video of them also and then I shot another big head and I was going to give the line again to one of the other little boys <laughs> well the dad he come over boom <laughs> he grabbed that line and he started pulling that big head in and he had a big old smile on his face and oh yeah so it was so neat to see them come down there to be silent and not want to talk to me. Right. To laughing and pulling in these fish and seeing that. And soon they're asking about, you know, how much does this gear cost? How can I get this? Where do I go? So they were really interested in that too. But it was it was just so cool yeah. to see them go, like I said, from being dead silent, not wanting to talk, yep. to having a blast. Right. And that right there just goes to show you what bow fishing can do. Absolutely. Because the father said, I said, well, I said, you're not going to catch nothing on that little hook and line that you're throwing out there. He said, well, we come here to catch a trout. <laughs> salmon. I thought he said salmon, salmon or, or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Either like, way. No, dude, you're not going to catch none of that here. Yeah. You know? So um, I think they carried up like 10 big heads and like three silvers. Yeah. And just from my point of view, Matt, you, you were, they were all gathered around you and they were, they were bringing fish up. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I was over there shooting fish and whatever. And I'd look up and I'd, I'd see a, a Amish boy. <laughs> I don't know. The youngest one was six or seven years old, yeah, I would yeah, say. Just seven. a little Schaefer. Yep. Yep. He's got a big head. <laughs> it was like he was holding a newborn child. And he is racing up these rocks. And just so everybody knows, I slipped on these rocks oh, yeah. when we were down there. And I scuffed up my leg bad. I even said to Matt, I said, I wonder how many people have broken their leg or busted an ankle going up and down oh, these yeah. rocks. And that little son of a gun would just 
<laughs> he would fly up the bank and then he'd get he'd get halfway up and you'd shoot another one and then he'd he'd turn around on a rock and he'd have the he'd have the fish that he was going to take up to the truck in his hand and then he was watching all everyone else having fun down there and he like he didn't he, he like was he didn't know if he should go back up or go back down and see what's going on and he'd race back up there and then he'd fly back down the rocks yeah that was it was a lot of that fun. was pretty cool mm-hmm. so then cool. uh, so when we were shooting the big guys and stuff i called dennis red and said hey we're shooting some big guys down here below the dam so he came down there and showed up and uh i tell you what he has a dog oh my gosh that goes absolutely ballistic when you either shoot a fish or he sees a silver is jumping yeah this dog you saw the current that's down there i mean it's going good that pecking dog would jump in the yeah. water trying to get these fish that were bringing them in. And all of a sudden, there he goes, down the river about 20 yards. And then he finds, he gets back onto those rocks and he comes running right back up there. There's actually a silver that was stuck, that was dead. It was down there, pinched between like the walkway and yep. the rocks. And it was wedged in there. His tail was like sticking up. That dog worked on that fish for 20 minutes. Yep. It, all, Stuffed every, his whole head under the water. Yep, every every inch of that dog's being was being focused into getting that fish out of those rocks. And he got it. He did. He got it. Yep. Then he comes carrying it over, and he works 20 minutes to get this fish out, and then someone shoots a different fish, and that fish gets forgotten, and he's on to the next one right it's away. crazy. Yeah. And then yep. we, uh, it was funny because I shot a silver at the end, and Dennis was sitting there. He had just cleaned the dog up because the dog just gets his whole face. He's licking him. He's biting at him. And... Uh, Dennis finally washed this dog's face off, and I shot a silver, and that I let that dog roll all over yeah. that silver. And Dennis is just sitting there going, "Oh my!" He <laughs> says, "Now I gotta wash him again." There's a there's a clip, Matt. You shot a big head, and and like we said earlier, you know, we, we shoot a big head, and we we then we we call to the other person, "Hey, Derek, I got a big head on." Hey, Matt, I shot something here, and then we'll go down and we'll take pictures, and we'll do a little we'll do a product video with the point that we're using. You know, right. we're we're always kind of um, focused on that. And there's a video I got it on my phone. You're sitting there, everything, the bow is all set up nice in the background, the handle on the retriever is pointed down, the sun is just right, the audio is good, you're holding a big head. So I start filming, and you were just, it was a video, you were just talking about how fun it is to come down to the dam and shoot fish and whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there filming you, and I just see a little black flash, fly, and the dog is, you, you just went through with the video, but the audio, oh, that dog, are you barking that He's stuff. licking that big head. Oh my gosh! It'll be funny to watch that back. Yeah. Actually, yep. So that was that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed. You know, yep. We didn't hit the bus bomb. We made the best of it. We shot some silvers and big heads, and we shot some grass carp. Yeah. Um, got some grass carp also. Yep. Nothing big as far as a grass carp go. Right. I think we shot that day. We were down there when it was good. We shot. We shoot a dozen big heads probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say that I think the biggest was right around thirty-eight pounds, mm-hmm. maybe right around there, thirty-eight, yep. forty pounds, right around there. Yep. A lot of them in that middle 20s and stuff like that. But yeah. it, I just love – I know when we first got down there, the first place I went was below the dams. When we first got down to Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's just – we don't have that up here, no. that type of atmosphere where you can, you know, go down on by these dams and have access to these waterways that close to the dams. We just don't have access to that here. One, they don't want you up there. Yeah. You know, and two, we just don't have that big of, of systems here right. like that. right. Yeah. So I just absolutely love that. And seeing the the up there um, below um, Kentucky Dam, they have that that prop that the oh, generators yes. okay, they use for the generators yes. down there. Yep, the they, one that's on display up yes, there. Yes, and oh. they are so they're huge. Yeah. These props that are underwater there, and um, it's just so neat to see all that stuff. Uh, and and it's just so 
different than what we have here. So if you ever get a chance to go to somewhere new, you know, take the time to, you know, to view some of these places, to to view some of the scenery, uh, the the access that we do have to some of these, you know, bow fishing spots. Um, they're really cool. It's a lot of fun to do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. Yep. And while we were down there too, Matt, we uh, those days that we weren't by the dam, we went out on bodies of water down there and we did a bunch of photos. We had Joellen down there and she brought her friend Randy down there. They were fantastic mm-hmm. as far as, you know, they, they both have experienced bow fishing. So they were, they were great for, you know, getting those catalog pictures and everything. They, they worked really well with right. us. Um, but then we also got to meet up with Jim Ed. Yes. And if you remember from a couple of podcasts ago, Jim Ed was on one of our podcasts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gill Fisheries was the right. name of his commercial netting deal and you just want to tell everyone a little bit of what we got to experience the day that we went out with jim ed tell you what i got a whole lot more respect for the guys that are oh commercial fishermen gosh. down there that are doing that yeah <laughs> a ton of respect yeah yeah so we met up with jim and his partner his helper while we were doing some photos and stuff like that there and they're like okay you guys ready and first of all jim's got that giant you say 36 custom, feet? Could yeah. Be 36 feet yeah. long? Yep. And it's custom Aquaka boat for his netting down there. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome setup. So I said, we're getting ready to go. And I'm like, all right. I says, what, what do you want me to do? So we threw one cameraman in his boat and the rest of us, he said, just follow behind me about 300 yards. Just stay behind me because I want to be driving kind of fast. And I'm going to be doing sonar checks to see where all these fish are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be making drives to get them all corralled up. He said it might take five minutes. It might take an hour. Yep. I don't know. Okay. So we take off and we start driving these shorelines. And, and we were in a separate boat. We were following yes. We were following him in his big boat. Right. And we're following along these shorelines and banks and stuff. And after about 40 minutes, he came over by us and he goes, see, he says, I told you it takes a long time. You know, I'm like, hey, whatever. You know, we'll just keep going. It's a nice day. Mm-hmm. So we... Made a bunch more circles, and after about a half hour, we're following behind him, and all of a sudden he made a sh- really sharp left-hand turn, and he kind of goosed it a little bit. I guess he was going faster, and out of the back of his custom fishing boat there, commercial fishing boat, I guess see the nets were coming out. So we kind of sped up to get up there, and he made, as soon as he started dropping those nets and making a big circle like that there, the silver started to jump. Yep, and we were we were probably... 200 yards behind yeah, him at this yep, point we're like right. okay something's going down right. right now yep so we sped up and we got up there and he made a really big loop and then he came back around and he dropped some more nets in another looping style yeah but what was so cool with that is his two nets kind of like intertwined where they come together so as he's driving that boat also he starts raising that motor yeah and up over top of the one net, he goes and he drops the nets into the other net. Driving a 36-foot boat over yep. top of his nets. And I remember watching the first time he did it, Matt. He's got that so down pat. Right. He would be bringing the, the motor up with the till, and it would it would miss the line, the, the top of that net right. laying on the surface by an inch. And as yeah. soon as they were over it, back down, down it goes. Yep. I'm like, wow, he's done this a time or two. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. So then what was really cool, once he had the net down, I'm like, okay, you know what, there's silvers jumping and stuff like that there. I'm like, okay, that's cool. There's silvers jumping, escaping, they're jumping over yeah. top of the nets and yep. stuff, and there's some big silvers. So then what he does, he starts driving this big, giant boat in reverse at a pretty darn good clip, yep. Eric. Yep, I know. And what he's doing is he's pushing, he's trying to push all those fish that are in the middle of the nets 
to the outside to get him trapped into the nets. Yep. And he's driving this thing right on the edge of those nets yeah. in reverse. A 36-foot boat. I'm just going to keep saying that. A 36-foot yeah. boat in, in reverse, like it was a little Prius. And, and the fish are jumping, and it's going crazy. He's coming at us, and the fish, the silvers are jumping up and down. You can see him getting in the nets. You can see all the fish that are in the nets already. And it was, yeah. So he did that twice. And then after that, he started um, his, his, his co-worker, his, his worker there, started to, started to pull up on the nets. And that's when I, I was like, wow. Oh. He started to pull up on those nets and put them on the deck of the boat in the front there. And then his wife, Joellen, who was with us in the photo shoot, mm-hmm. she's also a commercial fisher. She, she's right in there. And they're, they're taking these silvers out of the nets, and he got this huge pile. And Jim will slowly go a little bit you know, forward there, and he'll keep pulling the nets up until they have a huge load of silvers. And they'll be, then he'll spend you know, five minutes or six minutes or so and throwing all these fish in the back. And so when they're done with that, Jim's already going forward, and his partner's sitting there pulling up more of the netting yeah. like that there. And when, when he came to that one corner there oh. where the two nets came together, there was just a, a lot, a lot of silvers that he was lifting up out of that net. And yeah. I was like, wow. I couldn't believe how easy, and I forget his helper's name. I feel bad about that. But I could not believe how he was able to horse. First of all, these nets have any, I mean, they got wood and garbage. There's all kinds of stuff right. in these nets. Yep. And he's just horsing them up. And they get them up, and then Jim Ed and Joe Allen were sitting there. They had these little pick tools mm-hmm. that they would use to, to grab onto the net, and then they'd, they'd be able to pull the fish through the net. And then they're tossing these 10 to 20-pound silvers up over their shoulders into the back huge trough. Yep. And I remember sitting there watching them for five minutes, and I'm thinking, holy cow, Yeah. I'd be... I'd be exhausted already. Right, right. Because oh. then, after, so we filmed all this and we're doing all this probably, once they started to, to net the silvers and bring them in the boat, we stood, we stayed there for another 25 minutes or so. Yeah. And Jim goes, uh, well, how much, how much more video do you need? And I says, well, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we're going to be here for about three more hours. I'm like, oh. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we did a couple little interviews there and then we went back to the boat landing and, um, Later that evening, Joellen texted me, and she said that they had right around 7,000 pounds that they got out of that one. And they said that's, that's an awesome um, weight for a springtime set. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, yep. a really good, that's a really good weight. So it just – and what really gets me, Derek, is if you're out there just driving around in a oh. pontoon or in a boat or you're a fisherman, you're out there fishing yeah. – to have Jim put those nets in that small little area and to collect 7,000 pounds of fish just blew my mind there because how many people don't even know that those no, fish are underneath there? Not a clue. Not a clue. There. And that was just one little, two little circle nets that he put out there. There's 7,000 pounds. 7,000 pounds. Of Asian carp. Yep. Silvers underneath that little area. Yep. Yeah. I know. It was, it was crazy. And then too mad, I was talking to Blaine when... Blaine was the uh, Red Shutter Media. Blaine and Robert with us, and Blaine w- got into Jim Ed's boat and right. was filming up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was Jim Ed was walking him through what they were doing and whatnot. And Blaine said they're sitting there watching his big. He had to see that big sonar screen. I mean, he's got a a big old fish finder on there. Um, and he said as soon they were sitting there driving around and Blaine was filming stuff. And you know, forty five minutes in, I'd say is when they started dropping those nets. And all of a sudden, Blaine t- said that Jim Ed said, "Get ready." Mm-hmm. And Blaine looked down at that sonar screen. Right. And he said it was like nothing he's ever seen. <laughs> he said you couldn't tell where fish started and fish stopped. They were just like a just a big pot of fish and that's Unreal. how they that's how they find them and 
and go on from there. But yeah, that was really cool to see. That Absolutely. was that was that was very interesting. It'd be was cool a, to show that off on the on the carbon episode when that goes right. too. That was definitely a highlight of the Kentucky trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For Absolutely. sure. Yep. 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 And then too, we got to meet up with Dennis Redden. Did some stuff with him. Yeah. Unfortunately, when he came down to the dams, that's when the big heads pretty much stopped showing they themselves. Stopped, yeah, everything kind of slowed down there, yeah. so he didn't get a chance to get into the big head action. But, yep. Um, yep. But and Dennis was busy. He's got some pups that he's bringing up, and he's mm-hmm. got all kinds of stuff going on. So he wasn't able to get out probably with us as much as he normally would on a Kentucky trip. But it was great to see him too. Right. Um, and just as always, Kentucky kind of just a magic little place mm-hmm. it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool down absolutely there. absolutely but uh from you got anything more you want to add about kentucky matt no i think that's pretty much it that pretty much covers what we did in kentucky yeah we went out a couple nights on kentucky lake yep i shot my biggest guy oh you did that's right I you did. shot that your biggest cool. your personal best long nose guy yeah yep. i remember we, sh- I, we were we were chasing that fish down and shot him and I had no idea how to size that fish at all until it was boat side. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, um, oh, oh, wow, okay, all right. That was that was cool. That was a neat experience. Yeah, um, heck yeah. But yeah, so Kentucky was fun, and then from Kentucky, Matt, we went a little bit further south down into Tennessee. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We uh, we're gonna go shoot some fish on real foot. Yeah. Went down there, yep. and just a little side story as we're trying to get down there, we had to buy Tennessee license, obviously. So we're trying to find them online, and it was just a big pain in the butt. The website, we had no service, so we're calling around to places to try to find a, 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 you well, know, a, a bait shop or a, a dealer of some right. kind that would sell a, a Tennessee license. Well, the deal was we were sitting in a motel. It was Sunday, and I had already purchased Tennessee fishing license in the past, but for some reason oh, I couldn't right. find it. Couldn't find my bio on their website so it was wanting you to make another profile even though you already right then, then you like you tried to and it said that it already existed right yeah so yep. it, it couldn't find me but yet it said i already had a, a file there but it couldn't find me so we're like well now what the heck do we do right you know well i said let's go see if there's a walmart close by or or somewhere we can get a license and you did a quick little search yeah he said hey there's a bait shop on the other side of real foot let me see if they're you know let's see if they're open so you called him and he said yeah he says i'm open i sell license so we drove over there Derek. blue basin i got the t-shirt on right now blue basin cove lodge on real foot Lake. there you go that's cool um so we drove down there and i'm not gonna lie to you I, you know i just looked it up quick oh you called them yep they got licenses cool we're going we're gonna go drive there i don't know 20 minute drive and we turn off a little road to go down there and i remember thinking to myself oh boy absolutely no parking <laughs> Well, in the road, like, we couldn't have met another vehicle with yeah. the boat on. And I'm like, what in the world? So we're driving down this little road, and we're, we're getting to where we need to go. And Sue, so we roll up on this cute little resort and everything. And so we pull into the, the parking, or lack thereof. No, we ended we up parked, parked on, on the road. road. <laughs> yep, parked on the road. Um, we walk into this little this little store, and there's the guy in there, he's, he's sitting in the back. He's eating something, watching black and white old westerns yep i'm like wow this is this is my kind of place we are we're deep in tennessee now and he was a he was a great guy but i will say that that accent down there i had to ask him a couple times just (laughs) what what did you say what what did you say i but yeah that's where we bought our licenses just a cool little place he gave us some lucky buckeyes yes he did we carried those around i got mine in my office actually lucky little buckeyes he said Mm -hmm. they're they're real lucky um, and he was able to pull you up lickety split. Well, what happened was in the system, 
my social security number had two numbers that were flip-flopped. Oh, he said, really? Yep. Okay. Because then when you put my driver license number in there, it popped right up. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we got our licenses there, and then we went on real foot that night, and unfortunately, it just didn't quite pan it, out it like was, we wanted yeah, it to. It was too late for real foot. Uh, the lily pads were up just extremely thick in some of those sloughs and, and cuts that go through there, and... Um, you know, you need to get there early March. And that's when we've gone in the past. Was, right. Was in March into yep. early April. Because the lily pads were just so thick. I saw a couple of fish, but the lily pads were so thick, I just saw them for a split second, and they were right. gone down. You could see the lily pads popping in front of us from fish taking up, but you just couldn't, we couldn't see the fish. Right. But one thing that was interesting, Derek, is I did not know it, but um, um, since the last time I was down there, they had that tornado go through there here just last year. Yeah. And... Um, I was actually looking forward to going to that uh, Raptor yes. Center yep. where they, it's a little museum of the whole Real Foot area. They got a lot of cool artifacts in there on Real Foot. They got some awesome walkways out there in, in the trees and stuff like that on the water. Yep. And they have these eagles and hawks and other birds that were injured that they're taking care of there. We filmed a bunch of it when we went down there the first time in, right. in 2016. We filmed right. a whole segment on it. Yep, yep. We even, that's where we even took our grass carp and our buffs that we had shot back in those days, and they would freeze them, and we could take them out and feed them to the to the birds and stuff like that also. Yep. It's gone. Yeah. We kept driving past. A couple times you said, is that it right there? No, that can't be it. I swear it was right here. Yeah. And this whole time we're driving down this main drag, if you will, down past real foot. There are... There's trees that are, you know, sheared off halfway yeah. up. There's that one spot where different. it went right straight through that one yeah. section there, and the trees are just all snapped off, and yeah. it's like, wow. So then I looked it up. I think you had me look it up. Yeah. Look up Real Foot Raptor Center, whatever. And the most recent review on it was a five-star review. I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's recent. It's from, it's from you know, a couple months ago. And the, the comment was, the Raptor Center was permanently wiped out by the tornado. Yep, and it's permanently closed. Yep, gone. That's Just terrible. erased off the face of the earth. I couldn't believe that. Because oh, they man. had so many cool, it was an awesome little museum there with tons of cool pictures and a bunch of Indian artifacts from down there. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, it's gone. It's too bad. Yeah. It was yeah. a neat little place to always visit when you went down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Real Foot Lake, and this is something I learned on this whole trip, Matt, Lakes here in Wisconsin, you go up north, fishing, ice fishing, whatever, that water level stays almost the same all year round. Right. You don't deal with water levels going up and down affecting yep. fishing. So we're, at least I'm not exposed to that at all. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of foreign to me. And in Kentucky and then in Tennessee, too, well, not, not so much on real foot, but then when we got to Missouri, too, the whole water going up and down factor is, it's challenging to get on any kind of stability, stable weather to stay mm -hmm. on fish, boy, that's tough. That seems like that bit us a couple times. Yep, yep. And um, I guess before we get into our, our next little road trip here to Missouri, Derek, we're going to stop and take a little break here and oh. um, enjoy this commercial while we step away for a second here. Why I Bowfish. Hunting fish with a bow. Nonstop action. Never slow. By day, by night. Great shots. Great fights. With family, with friends. Trash talk never ends. And kids, they love it. If they miss, think nothing of it. By foot, by boat, by board or canoe. How you do it is up to you. Aim low. Shoot fast. Watch your shadow. Watch the grass. Shoot carp, raise or gar. Shoot them close. Shoot them far. Stout arrow. Barb tip. Retrieve a reel. Let it rip. Bow fishing. Give it a shot. And welcome back after that little commercial there. 
So we should get into um, our next little segment here, the the Missouri mm-hmm. part of our trip here, Derek. And um, the, the main reason that we went to Missouri was to have the booth set up there for the Bass Pro U.S. Open bowfishing uh, tournament there. Yep. yep. And um, so we got there a couple days early, and um, we had some more photos that we had to shoot. We had some do some more interviews while we were down there and stuff like that. And um, Red Shutter had they they were down there for five six days with us, and then they had headed back home. So now it's just just you and me with the camera doing what, in Missouri, what we can do there. in Missouri yeah. in Missouri. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So we get down there, and um, you talk about what you were saying before the commercial right there, Derek, is water levels. Um, years ago when I was shooting in the tournaments there, um, I remember Bull Shoals was like 25 foot above summer pool that one year, a couple times it was like that. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely, you know, just crazy what it was like down there. Now this year it was high, but nothing like it was, you know, back then. Um, but still there was some, some flooding and stuff like that there. And, and, um, I, we went to some spots, Derek, where we had shot the tournament in the past that I had still on my GPS unit. Yep, yep. And um, the water was absolutely beautiful, clear, just gorgeous. Um, and some of them back sloughs, that water was coming down to the fields there and beautiful green grass down about a foot and a half. The buck brush, it was just gorgeous. Crystal clear. And like I said, we had shot this spot a couple of years back in the in the champ in the bass pro tournaments down there and we have done really good there in the past yeah man this year we shot one common carp in that area one 21 pound common if you could draw up in your head uh what the most ideal beautiful habitat would be for shooting fish Mm -hmm. you could not have made it any better than the water that we were shooting yeah it was gorgeous i mean like you said buck brush grass it just trees. was trees, crystal clear water. Oh, it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there just mm-hmm. wasn't there was wasn't fish there. Nope. And and one of the things I think that kind of made the the tournament this year a little bit of uh, a struggle for a lot of teams on finding some of those fish was the water was constantly fluctuating up and down. But I also think one of the big factors was the water temperatures were in at sixty degrees when we first got down yep. there. Um that makes it tough. The water temperatures for that area were definitely colder than what they normally are. Yep, that clear water takes longer to heat up. Yep, yep. So I think those water temperatures weren't right for a lot of, you know, fish activity. Even though, even the gar, I wasn't seeing a lot yeah. of gar yeah. around where I was so used to seeing a lot of gar. Right. Um, I didn't see a lot of gar when we were out there. Now, granted, we nowhere near did we put a time in on this trip on the water as I would have if we were shooting in tournaments, I would have been on water a lot more, right. doing a lot more checking, a lot more scouting. And we did a lot more different lakes, a couple right. more different lakes. And we're doing a lot of our stuff in the daytime because we're focused yeah. on, um, you know, taking pictures and videos and whatnot. Right, right. But, yeah, and it was it was uh, definitely a different, like, we, we didn't get up to Truman because I wasn't going to drive that far. I just, I would have if I would have been shooting a tournament, but I'm not shooting a tournament, so I'm not going to go crazy because I tell you what, people, I absolutely love those roller coaster roads down there i was getting i was well you saw there was a couple of those turns or when we'd come up and then go down fast and up again i'd be sitting in the passenger seat oh Mm. Mm. he's aware of doing oh 
Okay, I've never been roads. I've never been on roads like that before. That was oh my gosh. And then when we when we went there the first time, we had like we had like two hours of it straight, single lane. Yeah, when we were coming oh, up from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> and like you said, you get why they close down when they get an inch or two of snow. You know, yeah, exactly. We talked about that because back home in Wisconsin, you know, we'll be sitting here and we'll see the weather in different areas of the of the states here, and they'll be like, yeah, we got, they got, you know, three inches of snow in Missouri and everything is shut down. I'm like, what? Yeah, we got two feet Come up here. Come on. What are they cutting? Now I know why. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now I know why they shut everything down down there because that's... Oh. I don't miss driving on those roads anymore at 3, 4, 5 in the morning after being out scouting all night long. I don't miss that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, and then after we did a little bit of that stuff, Derek, we um, we set up a booth at the, uh, at the shooting academy there where the tournament headquarters were located there. Um, and we got to set the, the boat out there in front uh, next to a couple of the, the Martin Truex. Yeah, that was cool. NASCAR and Austin Dillon's Bass Pro Shops uh, car out there, so that was kind of cool. And then in the back part there, um, they had the band all set up, and they had a bunch of other vendors sitting there. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to set up the AMS booth there. And I, I really enjoyed talking to everybody that stopped by to oh, say hello. Yeah, it's the best part of the trip, honestly. It was awesome. It was awesome. Some of the kids that were shooting tournaments and stuff like that there and just had an absolute blast just talking to you all. Yeah. And um, But before we actually got – we were driving from Branson down to the shooting academy there where the headquarters were at, and I was just getting off the oh. interstate there, and I looked in my rear mirror, and I could see smoke coming out of the boat trailer tire. I'm like, oh, man, I maybe it's just a flat tire. So we got up off the off-ramp there and looked in my mirror there, and I could see my tire was – bent i'm like uh derek we got some bearing issues back there so we limped it down the road a little bit into the shooting academy there and we pulled into the parking lot it was like at nine o'clock in the morning and um had to change the bearings out in yep, there yep you, you swapped her out pretty quick pretty good that was that was impressive to watch you go to work there well the nice thing is um derek when i ordered that trailer for the boat I had them put um, an extra spindle on there with the whole bearing set up right inside of it yeah. on our spare tire. So, you know, the nice thing about that is all I had to do was reverse everything out, um, take the brakes off the trailer, pound out that old spindle, put in a new spindle, put the brakes back on, put the tire on. We were good to rock and roll. Yeah. And you said that one was tougher because it was the front wheel on the trailer, so there was a brake on that. Yeah, the calipers are on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it happens to the rear ones, it's even more fast because you have to worry about the brakes or nothing like that yeah. but but that was it, it's always nice um so remember that if you're on the roads and i'm sure a lot of you do when you're traveling to these tournaments it's always nice to have those extra parts to make those changes and it just makes life a lot more easy yeah. when you can just swap things out like that but but yeah derek had an absolute blast at the bass pro us open this year talking to everybody it was a really good time yeah yeah and then too <laughs> just to go back in the wheel bearing Earlier in the trip, when we were in Kentucky, we had a flat tire at a boat landing, too. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I got blamed because it's, you know. You were parking it. You were, yeah. you were the one who was driving around on the boat landing. I didn't check the <laughs> ramp for nails. <laughs> Silly me. So we get back, and Rob pops out, and he goes, um, y'all got a flat tire. <laughs> we looked, and here there's a nail. Yeah, big hole in it. Yeah. Um, and mm. we, you had filmed, when we were at Dennis Redden's trailer there, we we went into town and got a Roku stick so we could watch some TV in the cabin. Yeah, yeah. And you filmed the Talladega 500. 
you recorded it or yeah, something. Yeah, because it, uh, yeah, yep. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that Matt maybe had a little bit of that Talladega adrenaline in him. Heck yeah. Because he's, he swapped that flat tire. He jacked that freaking trailer up, and he had that old tire off, new tire on. I'm not going to lie. I bet you it was like 35 seconds. <laughs> well, it wasn't that. I didn't have an impact wrench. Otherwise, it might have been like that. <laughs> he was moving like – it's like we, we sped up the clip like 1.5 speed. He just <laughs> – he was flying through it, and he got that sucker all replaced, and we're ready to rock and roll. So lots of trailer – maintenance this trip yeah yep. that was that was interesting but like they always say in nascar a second in the pits is 100 yards on the racetrack i'd, I'd never heard that that is interesting to think about that. and when it comes to bow fishing oh boy <laughs> 10 minutes at the boat launch is five miles on the water okay we need to put that <laughs> we, we need to put that on a t-shirt we gotta sell that on a t-shirt that's that's pretty good stuff but then we had to take that that flat tire to a custom auto or something down yeah. in kentucky that was a it. cool little store yeah it was neat gosh right they had all kinds Calvert of cool City. stuff yeah yeah, yeah so that was cool there it was a lot of rims <laughs> yeah a lot of rims. lord yep but yep. okay so I, I just had to flash back to that flat tire so we were down in at the at the u.s open um with the booth and everything you were saying how cool it is to talk to everybody yeah and yep. they had jason pritchett country singer was up there singing and mm-hmm. it got to be time for uh send off yep you know and we got up there we did a little prayer and then they they had a plane that dropped two professional like stunt men parachute divers out of a plane i thought that that was really cool yeah and then go, go, go ahead it was just they two people jumped out of this plane and we're all looking up in the sky where are they where i don't see oh there they are and their parachute were the american flag then they had each of them had like banners tied to them yeah and they were American flag colors as well. And they right. were doing the one of them, especially they're doing 360s in the air and going upside down in circles and coming all the way down. And then they landed right in that little construction right. little area down there. That was, yeah, that was pretty neat. It was to really see. cool. Yeah. And as they're coming down, of course, they're playing the national anthem and stuff. And it was, it was really cool. They had a huge flag up there that one was trailing behind yeah. them up there. So that was really cool yep. to see that. Yeah. The venue down there was, was really cool. Absolutely. Hats off to J.P. Morris and his whole crew that organized that whole event. Um, it's it, they, you know, it's top notch. Um, lots of nice money given away at that tournament oh, yeah. for the teams that are are finishing in the top. I think they paid about seventeen spots, and um, but it was really cool. Um, one thing that uh, is very awesome, Derek. This, I think I know what you're saying. This is super cool. Is um, of course our. AMS pro staff team there um, from Kentucky ended up winning the tournament. Um, team Descalen, you got uh, Ryan Devine, Tyler Devine, Sawyer York, and Travis Spice, Travis Spiceland. Uh, they weighed in 423.5 pounds of fish. Um, the, the 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 cool part about Ryan Devine and that team is. I can remember competing against them years ago when I would go to, like, Kentucky, uh, shooting Worlds down there, shooting in the Cajun 8 over there. Where are they based out of? Do they live in Kentucky? Katawa. Okay. In that general area. Yep. Yep. Katawa. Um, But going into the – Ryan's been on – Ryan and his team have been on the Amos Pro staff for a while. Like I said, I've competed against them. I've seen them grow from a beginning, kind of a beginning intermediate bow fishing team to, I'm telling you right now, a well-machined tournament team. Yeah. These guys know how to get it done, and it's not like this is one of their first big events. He won last year. He won the Muzzy Classic. Mm-hmm. year before he took second. 
Um, they were in the World's Bullfishing Championship that one year, and he did really good in that. Um, but the thing that really gets me with these guys here is how humble they are and how polite they are. Um, that's one thing, even before they were on the pro staff, what I noticed about those guys is um, such for, – for a younger team and, uh, and, and that stuff, they're so cool and calm, collected. They're humble. They don't go out and brag a bunch. Yeah, they'll post that they won the tournament and stuff. Right. But, but they're not out on social media bragging about, you know, a lot of things like that there. And they're just a, a great team. And I'm happy that to have them represent AMS Bullfishing on the pro staff team. They do a great job. And um, congrats to those guys on an awesome finish. And the funny thing is, before the tournament, they stopped by the booth and say hello, you know. Yep. Yes. And um, just to kind of tell you how secretive they are about everything <laughs> and how quiet they are. You know, I'm like, so how's, you know, how's scouting going? Are you finding any fish? And they're like, well, yeah, it's going to be a tough night. You know, it's going to be, we'll see. You know, we did put in a lot of hours scouting. We had three boats down here scouting. And, you That's know, crazy. We did a, lot of, did a lot of work and stuff. But, you know, they really wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, let me know what they what they were on to. And, and that's awesome. That just goes to show, you know, how, how because they don't know what the night's going to go like. Right. Yeah, you might have found fish, but are they going to disappear? Are they going right. to stay there? You don't yeah. know. The last thing you want to do, too, is before the tournament, not a lot of guys do it, but you'll get some guys who say, oh, yeah. We're on it. Get ready to see yeah. us in the top five. And there's nothing worse. Those fish disappear on you, and you look just kind of like a doofus. You go the day before telling everybody how good you're going to do because you're on the fish, and then, oh, boy, oh, mm-hmm. they didn't even, you know, that can yep. – that can really bite you in the butt. Yep, yep. So that was really cool. Um, like I said, we drove through the whole night, and I told Ryan before they walked away, I says, you know, text me in the morning, let me know how you guys are doing, what's going on. So, of course, when I got home at 6 in the morning, I, I slept till I think, like 1030. Yeah. And then I got up, and I looked at my phone, and, it, and he said, he said, uh, well, he says we took first. <laughs> well, we took first. That's all he said. <laughs> That's all you said. <laughs> you win 25, 25 grand? Is that yeah. The, well, we won first. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so okay. he texted me. And I texted him back, of course, and I said, oh, man. I said, that's, you know, that's so awesome. Congratulations and, and whatnot and stuff. But um, really cool to have those guys uh, represent us. And um, Absolutely. And, of course, congrats to all the teams that competed in the tournament um, and all the teams that placed in the money. That's a tough tournament, 220 teams. Um, mm. You know, that's the top of the top right there for yeah. sure. Tough sure. water down there, too. Tough water down water there, a lot of changes. Out. And also congrats to Lakey Justin Ray and his team on shooting the heaviest fish in the tournament, um, a dandy 50-pound, 50 55-pound grassy. Ooh. Derek, you know how much that grassy was worth? Um, God, I don't know. One fish. Um, one fish, a 55-pound grass carp. 3500 $16,000. Six hundred dollars. What? That was that the money was for the heaviest fish of the tournament. Sixteen thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. All right. Holy cow! That's a heck of a big fish pot right How there. How nice was that? Wow. How nice was that? Wow. I guess you get that many teams putting in for big fish. I mean, is that what it is, or is it a set? There's also sponsorships that can put in money towards okay, the big gotcha. fish pot and stuff like that as well. So. Holy cow! Fifty-five mm-hmm. pound grassy. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. So um, great tournament. Had a lot of fun. Thank you all for stopping by and saying hello. Yeah, absolutely. You know what was funny, Derek, is I don't know how many people walked by and they heard you and I talking. Oh, I know. And they turned around and looked and they go, that's the voice that we hear on the podcast. Yeah. Just by our goofy Wisconsin yatter yep. accents, you know? Yep. yep. <laughs> Some people taking taking pictures with us on the podcast were like, no way. That's crazy. There was one guy, Matt. It was it – was, um, 
I forget the team name, but the, the other two people on the team were, were talking to us. They're like, yeah, we got a, We got a new partner this year, a, a new shooter with us, and he's been bit by the bug hard. And they said he was going around buying all these oh, yeah, that's bull right. cases and yeah. everything. He bought a boat down there. Yes, he bought a boat that he was going to take yeah. back. And that was so cool to see <laughs> someone you know, get, get bit by the bow fishing bug. But I don't know if you were talking to the other group. They already knew that we did the podcast. And that guy came up to me and he says, um, can, you just, can you just talk? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you mean? And that's all it took. He said, I recognize the like you said. I recognize yeah. those voices from the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, do we really sound we, that? We must sound like a bunch of yahoos. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't. You know, everyone. I can barely understand how people are talking down there, and I think that they sound strange. Well, right. it's the same. It's the same way for them yep. with us. Yep. So. And also, since we're on the tournament talk, Schmitty, we got a oh. big tournament coming up here in three weeks. I can't. I. I. How is it that fast? It's May third. I can't believe that. We've got Can't a big that. tournament coming up here in a little over three weeks. The AMS 11th Annual AMS Big 20 yep. here in Wisconsin at the Marshfield Fairgrounds. $10,000 for first place. So make sure if you're not signed up to get signed up for that, you can go to the AMS website and get all signed up, your whole team. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the morning meeting today, Matt uh, officially handed out the uh, work schedule. That's right. For Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday setup, Saturday boat inspections and send off and Sunday weigh-ins. And that's kind of like the, uh, I've always viewed that as, okay, it's, it's here. It's here. It's here. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be big 20 focused here mm-hmm. and work a lot of that going on here for the next two, three weeks here. Yep. So yeah, that, that coming up. So that was cool. Looking forward to that again. We are going to have a little bit of confusion. Looks like I'm going to have to stop at the Marshall Fairgrounds. There's oh, a yeah. bunch of roads and construction being done right there at the Marshall Fairgrounds. So I'm going to have to go there um, later this week and figure out what's going to be finished, what's not going to be finished, where teams are going to be coming in. So if you are in the tournament, make sure um, here next week I'm going to be putting up some some um, directional maps of where you're going to be coming in. So make sure to be keep checking the AMS Facebook page. We're going to be updating that map because I got a feeling things are going to change a little bit with that. So just be aware of the uh, construction that are going on right now. I didn't know about the construction until we left for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called me and told me that there's going to be some work done over there. So keep checking back on that. And um, otherwise, Derek, we had a, a great boat fishing road trip. Yeah, we had a fun time. It was we had a, we got home safe, which is always a a huge plus. Yeah, out there. I do have one sad thing that i didn't tell you about on the road trip what's that i left my favorite blue ams cutoff t-shirt at the hampton inn well we're not driving back there to get it oh god sorry to tell you i i noticed it last time i'm like no was that that was the one you were wearing when you were running on your my magic shoes force gum magic shoes yes mama always said these are my magic shoes and they can take me anywhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. So I left that down there, but you know, small price to pay. That's oh, all right. Oh, that's cool. That's but cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun trip. It was cool. We Great. got back just in time to watch the Bucks whoop some butt. And they're gonna whoop some butt again tonight. I hope so. I sure hope so. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was a. It was a fun little. Uh, very, lots of variety. We did all kinds of different things. So all kinds of different area. CD, yeah. And I know we were saying too. Just this just comes into my mind, Matt. Sorry for going back a ways but we were like driving on the road and there's a little camping area down there with picnic tables and basketball hoops and i remember you just said to me you said when we were down here last we were driving over that picnic table in the boat and we could like barely see it it was so deep underwater Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's crazy yep yep for sure 
Well, you got a, uh, uh, what's this week's product highlight there, Schmitty? Well, I tell you what, for the, we'll do the product highlight, then we got to do the quote. We got to put the quote in the boat as well. Oh, what do you want to do first? We'll do the product highlight first. Okay. And right. the video viewers of this podcast are going to get to see the product highlight a little bit sooner. Oh. Because Matt and I look a little bit more fancy than we usually do. Heck yeah. We've got some awesome, well-fitting, good quality AMS flannels. You can see it here. We've got the AMS AMS logo embroidered on the left chest patch there. Got a couple different colors available. I do not think that they are available on the website soon, but I know Cindy said something about, oh, we should get a Facebook post out there. She's got to get a couple more embroidered. I think she ordered some more. Okay. Um, So everyone be on the look for that. And I was thinking we're down there, Matt. Actually, Cindy sent me a picture of this one completed. I remember thinking, man, those first couple cloudy, cooler days... Would you know, have been nice. We got the hoodies, and those are nice. Those are fantastic. But just mm-hmm. a, a long sleeve. It's not well, not when it's like cold, but you know, 50, 60 degrees when you could just use some long sleeves. I'm like, man, these would have been perfect. Yeah, these are definitely bad to the scale, baby. Yeah, right here, man. These yep. Are and they're awesome. they're quality. I they they I everything I ever wear is always short when I put my arms out, and these are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. You can just tell that they're a high quality flannel. You know what else are good for Derek? You got a nice front pocket right here. Mm-hmm. You want a front pocket? Look what. Oh my god! Look at it, look at it right there, Schmitty. <laughs> moon pie. Hey, 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 everybody! Oh my gosh! We got the banana rama moon pie right here, baby. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even know that you had that in there. <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna pull out of there. I uh, we have a blast. If you don't know what we're talking about, you, we got the old. Moon pie videos that we're getting back into here now. So. Yeah, yeah. Take Moon Pie and all your bow fishing pictures. Maybe we can we can fish out some kind of sponsorship with Moon Pie. Yeah, and if you do like your Moon Pies, make sure to take a picture of that with your fish and oh, send it in. Send it into the AMS Facebook page or on Instagram. Yes, I'd love to see your pictures <laughs> of your fish while you're bow fishing with your Moon Pies. That would be yep. awesome. We did all kinds of moon pie videos when we were down there. We did those too right there. We got uh, we got the hit the jackpot of all jackpot was that big head. Yep, that was cool. That was actually a moon pie vending machine. Um, moon pie vending machine. Yes, it was. We reached in his mouth and pulled out a crispy old banana man or moon pie, and gobbled it up. Yep. And then we fed <laughs> we fed some commons with it too. That was a good one. We didn't do that one yet. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Forget I said that. Forget it. There's just a little tease, I guess, there. Yeah. Just a little tease. But, uh, yeah, so just be on the look for these flannels. They're, like I said, they're they're good quality. I, there's nothing more. I got a ton of them just from my, you know, many years on this earth. And I would say this is by far the best quality one. Um, they're nice. They're, they're pretty cool. Yep. But, uh, yep. okay, so product highlight out of the way. It's okay. time. I haven't gotten none of these right yet, neither. You're gonna, I'm going to tell you this right now. You're going to get this one right. I, I promise so. you. I but the challenge like the challenge of this one is having to relate it back to bow fishing. Oh man. And if, if you can't think of it, I've I know what I would say with it. Okay. Okay? All right. So are you ready? I'm ready to put this quote in the boat. Let's do it. <clears throat> Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Who said that quote? There's only one man that talks like that, and that there is Forrest Gump. There we go. Perfect. That's perfect. Now, <laughs> relate that to the sport of bow fishing, and even if you're so inclined, relate it to our 
trip that we oh, just that's went easy, on. Schmitty. That's easy. <laughs> All right, I, let's hear it. Because to me, Kentucky Dam is like a box of chocolates. Perfect. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Exactly. We're shooting silvers. We're shooting grass carp. We're shooting big heads. Uh, you gar. Yeah. You just like I said, right there. Never know what you're going to get. Never know what you're going to get. That first night on Kentucky Lake, Matt, the first five fish that you and I put in the boat were five different Different. species of fish. Right. Common, buff, long nose, grassy, short short nose. nose. Yep. And it was right in a row like that, all Mm -hmm. those different species that you could roll up on and and have a blast with. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What? I guess that's our cue. We're closing, Schmitty. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, AMS Bowfishing and Megamouth Bowfishing as well. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you're having a blast on the water shooting some of those big old fishies. And remember, aim low, think big. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>